Hi, Stacy. Hey, Tim. In Their Neighborhood is a show where we bring in people to elaborate on what exactly it is that they do in the community so that we can recruit more volunteers for them, educate about the nonprofits that we have, and really we want to connect volunteers with their volunteering vision. We have amazing, amazing organizations in Peoria that rock and make Peoria rock. That's right. Peoria is an awesome place, and if we just take the time to give back, then it's going to be that much better. Our goal is to help people that kind of want to volunteer, but maybe are a little afraid of volunteering, and give them the opportunity to volunteer in an easy way and get to know the organizations before they even get involved. Being a volunteer hero. There you go. We're looking for volunteer heroes. Yep, that is it. That's what we're all about, trying to find, uh, well, trying to highlight volunteerism or highlight uh, difference makers in the Peoria area and provide videos for great non-for-profits like Crohn's and Colitis. So uh, today we have Nikki Wilder. <laughs> What's with the for pause? You. I was waiting for you to add he always did. <laughs> no, no. Uh, you're with Crohn's and Colitis, correct? Yes, yep. Um, on the committee for the Take Steps Walk for the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation here in Peoria. Okay, big question. Stacy's already asked. <laughs> what is it? Yeah, I mean, it's a question that gets asked a lot. Um, more and more people are starting to become aware of it, which is good. That's our goal. But there's still a lot of people that don't know. Um, so Crohn's and Colitis um, is IBD, irritable bowel disease. Um, and so basically it's an autoimmune disease and your body is pretty much just fighting itself. There's no cure for either of them. Um, Crohn's will run through like your whole digestive system, you know, starting from the esophagus all the way down. Colitis is usually um, just located more in the colon area. Um, everybody's different. So everybody has different symptoms, everybody um, different treatments, that kind of thing. So even though there's no cure, you can be in remission still. So no symptoms, feel fine. Um, but then the fun part is you never know when your medication or you know that uh, treatment plan is gonna stop working for you. Mm. Um, and then you go into a flare again. Um, so um, a lot of symptoms are multiple trips to the bathroom, um, nausea, exhaustion. Um, and like I said, some people you know can hide their symptoms really well or have minor ones, others, you know, unfortunately, kind of the whole thing, um, extremely sick for a while. So how I, because as we were already talking, one said Crohn's and one says colitis, so you don't have both typically, they're right. two separate. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, and I do know, and this is something I recently found out, a lot of people um, are initially diagnosed with colitis and then later have found out that they have Crohn's. Um, and I do think it's possible to have both. I don't think it's as common. Usually it's one or the other. Okay. Yeah. So how would someone know, like, what are the symptoms for each one separately? Mm -hmm. um, so I think that's, you know, um, all doctors testing. I don't know if you can know necessarily um, on your own. When I first got diagnosed with colitis 10 years ago, I had no idea what was going on. And at first I just thought it was, you know, stomach blood, bug or the flu or whatever. Sure. Um, then going after multiple tests, they came back and they're like, you have, you know, it was maybe seven days hospital stay, you have ulcerative colitis. I'm like, what? <laughs> you know, I don't, yeah. never heard of it. Um, I would say maybe if you kind of have more issues um, in, your in your esophagus, more throughout your digestive tract, then maybe it's more likely that you have Crohn's. But again, you wouldn't know. It would just be testing that comes back. Um, so 
There's blood work, stool samples, um, colonoscopies. I have probably had maybe about 11 colonoscopies um, wow. by the age of 28. And so usually no one gets their first one until they're 50. Right. Um, <laughs> so usually that's how they get in there and find um, what exactly is going on. Okay. But from one of those tests, then they're able to tell you that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Wow. So the colon's really important. You know, <laughs> colo. <laughs> Sorry, you have to see a past show with us uh, about colon health. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, all that stuff's important to get checked. Yeah. And especially as a guy getting older, hitting that 50 mark. Mm-hmm. Yeah, got to get yeah. checked and make sure because I know of somebody that just recently had about what uh, they're having problems with colon and it can be really dangerous. Yeah, I had to force my dad into it, kind of just kept nudging him. Um, He got his, I don't think he got his until he was around 60, but his dad had colon cancer, and then me with my problems, like, you need to go get checked. And then I'm like, come on, I've had like 10, you can do this. Um, So he did, and his is actually perfectly fine. I'm like, how'd you get so lucky? (laughs) (laughs) But at least he went and got checked. Exactly. Not complicated. Yeah, so what I I had mentioned before is Mm -hmm. my mom had Crohn's, and I have a foster brother with colitis. And, yeah, if it's not managed well, things can go mm-hmm. south. So, yeah, yeah got to make sure. So what is the foundation? What, what's the purpose mm-hmm. of the foundation? So the purpose of the foundation is to ultimately, hopefully, find a cure. So research, funding, um, so that we can get that cure. But also along the way, you know, any different medicines, um, any better ways to help manage systems or symptoms. Uh, or anything like that for patients and, you know, different resources for patients and that kind of thing. Is there a lot of medication involved that you guys are aware of? Um, So there are, like, different lines of medications. So there are just some pills, and then there's another um, set of medication called biologics. And with the biologics, it's usually, like, Humira that I'm sure a lot of people see advertisements advertisements for, um, which is a shot that you give yourself, and then there's... Remicade and Intivia, which are infusions, um, so you go in, get the IV, um, I think anywhere from like an hour to, you know, up to like five hours, you could be hooked up with this going on. Um, I've been on multiple different medications um, in the 10 years, and it's kind of, you stay on one for as long as it's going to work for you, and then once it stops, you have to switch, find something else, or, you know, increase that, but then there's only a certain maximum you can go up to before having to switch. Um, there is prednisone, the steroid, that also accompanies a lot of those medications, um, which is really awful. <laughs> you know, a lot of people get moon face from it. Your face kind of bloats. Um, it can cause insomnia, um, all kinds of terrible side effects. But also, you know, those biologics can kill your immune system. So while you're trying to help one thing, you're more likely to catch others. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, I mean, that's really the same with any medications that there's always awful side effects. And so it's kind of a constant fighting battle and it's kind of like, well, which is the greater evil? <laughs> and, yeah. you know, which is, you know, if it's going to help, okay. Um, but you just have to be aware of those other side effects. And sometimes it's kind of like, well, if I want to have a normal life, then it's just what you have to do. Sure. Any certain diet changes that have to take place once you do get diagnosed? Some people, yes. Um, I really haven't a lot just because I really haven't been able to narrow anything down. Now, some people know for sure if I eat this, then they're going to have a bad day. 
Um, I do try and I could be a lot better at it trying to cut <laughs> out like different processed sugars and stuff like that. Sure. Um, cause that's one that I've noticed. Um, I try every now and then to do a gluten-free option if it's there or, um, doing coconut milk or almond milk, staying away, um, from regular milk, which I know a lot of people do as well, mm. but you know, some people can't have raw vegetables, um, anything with seeds and nuts, like popcorn, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, popcorn is actually my favorite. So yeah. <laughs> I think even if it did affect me more, I would still probably just go ahead and do it. We do um, have those items. Yeah, exactly. And so I know that's the case, you know, a lot of people I'll hear say, you know, I knew this was going to happen, but I was going to do it anyway. And I mean, you have to have some kind of enjoyment in your life still. So mm-hmm. if you just know what that consequence is, but in a way, that's kind of nice, too, though, because, you know, your symptoms will be lesser if you stay away from certain items. But like I said, for me, it's just kind of more whenever my body decides it doesn't want to play nice. So hmm. I did actually, um, I used an app to track everything. And it was funny because then it told me that my best days were days that just I just ate a bunch of junk. Like I had, it's like, your best day, you ate chips and cookies. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, this, this is not a best day for anybody. So, no. so I was like, uh, I don't really think diet's affecting me that much. Sure. Interesting. Yeah. Helps to be a little young. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My, uh, I'm actually going through some with a dietitian and trying to figure out mm-hmm. some things. And a lot of those things you name are, mm, yeah, mm-hmm. some of those fit for me too. Yeah. Processed sugar is kind of wild. Mm-hmm. It's been my big one. So. I think that's across the board for everybody, yeah, really. really. Let's be real. We can all stay away from <laughs> things like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, was, well, how did you make the step from having the issues mm-hmm. to actually being involved? So I saw a sign in my GI's office one day for the walk. Um, thinking this was maybe five years ago or so. Um, so me and my mom decided to go. Uh, we didn't create a team or do anything like that because it was our first time, just wanted to go check things out. Mm-hmm. And I just thought it was amazing to see other people there that had the same thing that I did. Mm-hmm. Um, because especially when people don't know what it is, um, and it's not the most glamorous thing to talk about, so you don't often know, and so you just feel like you're alone and you're the only one that has this. And mm-hmm. you can have a great support group and family and friends, but if they don't actually have it, you know, they don't completely understand. So um, then I was like, oh, this is great. So then the next year, formed a team, did fundraising. Um, I think I did that for two more years. Um, Then I started getting radio stations involved, Mix 106.9 and 104.9 The Wolf, um, because I worked there. So I was like, hey, guys, (laughs) you want to help out? Um, And then I believe this is my second year on the committee now. So the walk coordinator... Um, you know, I was like, you were really helpful getting the stations involved, different things. I think you'd be great uh, to be on the committee. So I was like, sure, I would love to help out more. So did that. And then this year, uh, they made me the honored hero, which is really awesome. So, I mean, I would say I'm honored to be the honored hero for <laughs> lack of a better word. Um, but so it's great getting, getting to be involved even more and do things like this. Mm-hmm. So what is that? How does that feel being more involved in like mm-hmm. five years ago you weren't and now you're diving in? And yeah, I mean, and honestly, I would, five years ago, maybe even like two years ago, I probably would not be sitting here talking about it. Um, I didn't really talk much about it at all. Uh, a little embarrassing, but then something kind of clicked along the line where I was like, if I don't talk about it, who's going to? Mm-hmm. And so if we really want to create awareness, you know, it's 
a part of life. It's a part of my life. It's something I'm going to have for the rest of my life. Might as well embrace it. Um, so with that came wanting to be involved more and get out there and share like as much as I could. That's awesome. So when is the walk? The walk is June 22nd. It's going to be at Peoria Notre Dame High School. Okay. Yeah. So on the track? Yep. Oh, cool. Yep. And they just got a new track I hear. So should be really nice. Yeah. yeah. Has it always been at the Notre Dame track? Uh, no, it was there last year. Before that, it was at um, North Presbyterian Church, I believe, out on Knoxville. Okay. I'm not sure if I got the name exactly right. Sure. Cool. So how, does people, how do people learn more about it? Um, so there's the Peoria Take Steps Walk website, um, which I believe if you just look up Peoria Take Steps Walk, it'll um, bring you right in there. There's lots of information there. Um, my story's on there as the Honored Hero. You can look at all the different teams that are on there. There's a lot of great teams that have registered as it gets closer. I'm sure more and more will start. Mm -hmm. um, you can donate to teams, read about other people's stories, learn how you can get involved and all that great fun stuff. Probably need some volunteers then too, huh? Yeah. Volunteers are always <laughs> welcome. Yeah, that's what <laughs> yeah. we're all about. Yeah. Yes. Um, there's different activities going on at the walk besides just the walking portion. Um, there's a silent auction as well as some different uh, kids fun activities that'll go on. So always need volunteers to help kind of supervise those items. So do they sign up to volunteer at the website then, or what would they do? Yeah, I believe there's uh, there's contact information on there for our walk coordinator. Okay. Um, and she would be the best one to get in touch with, Mallory. Great. Do you guys have a Facebook page too? Yes, there is a Facebook page. Yep. Um, it is, I'm not sure if it's just Peoria Takes Steps Walk or if it's CCFA. Okay. Peoria Takes Steps Walk. I mean, it's... Crohn's Clytus Foundation of America, Peoria Takes Steps Walk. Yeah. So I, don't, I hope they try to shorten it at times, but yeah. Um, but yeah, there's a Facebook page, which I think we'll be sharing more information, not only about the walk, but just Crohn's and Clytus in general. Mm -hmm. um, and there's an event page as well. Very cool. So do you guys do anything else throughout the year? We do different fundraising events. Um, we've had some, you know, nights at like Pizza Ranch and Chipotle, different places where you go in, you share the flyer or something like that and proceeds um, will go. I don't know if we have another one coming up before the walk. Um, not that I'm aware of, but we may get another one on the books. Um, mm -hmm. But we've had those. And then again, we'll start with those again after the walk as well, mm -hmm. um, getting ready for next year. So some of those work out well. I know the Pizza Ranch night, we got some kids that wanted to volunteer and they were awesome. And so people kept leaving them amazing tips. I think some of them even walked away with like job offers from Pizza Ranch because wow. they were just, they were so into it. And they even asked, you know, do you want your mom to come pick you up? And they're like, no, can we stay and help? I'm like, yes, yes, you can. Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> so incredible. It was really cool getting to see them get involved. Yeah, fun. Did you grow up in this area? I grew up in Galesburg, Illinois, about 40 minutes away from here. Mm -hmm. um, but I went to Bradley, and then after Bradley, I've been working in the Peoria area since then. So I've been in the area, I would say, seven, nine years, something like that. So you do radio. What else do you do? Um, so I work for a company called Sada Systems, which is I'm working with companies who are switching from, like, Outlook to um, Google tools such as Gmail, Calendar, Drive, Doc Sheet Slides, that kind oh, of wow. thing. That's, that's a transformation. Yeah, <laughs> it, 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 was. <laughs> it was. Yeah. And letting go of an old system when people have their ways. Mm -hmm. So you kind of like walk people through that. Exactly, like yeah. It's and not there's a lot so of, bad. Exactly. There's like, a lot of change. people that don't want to change. And, no. Um, yeah, so guiding them. And like, I promise it won't be the end of the world. <laughs> world mm -hmm. But um, 
And, you know, I've gotten questions from people or seen people asking, you know, can we hold down a job with Crohn's and colitis? And like I said, everyone's different. Um, mm. But, you know, I graduated from Bradley and have had a full-time job ever since then. Now, that doesn't mean I haven't had bumps in the road, you know, maxed out sick days, different stuff. Luckily, um, I have a job where I can work from home. Oh. Um, and, you know, for some other people, unfortunately, they don't get that option. So for them, they may have to go on disability or different things. Um, so like I said, there's a whole range. You know, some people can go work, do every normal day activities. Other people, um, unfortunately, their symptoms just kind of get the better of them at times. So is that a conversation you had with your employer? Hey, I've got this issue. Yeah, um, so it is. That's not why I'm able to work from home. I actually luckily just found a position that was. Right. Before that, my um, position was not work from home, and it ended up being like kind of half and half. But yeah, it's definitely something that I bring up to employers just because um, I think it's best to get it out there in the open instead of, you know, just, okay, yeah, I'm sick again. And then, you know, some people would start to wonder, kind of like, are you really sick? Like, sure. you know, how... <laughs> and. You never know. Also, there could be a chance where it's like, no, I'm like in the hospital now. And like, instead of it just kind of coming out of nowhere, it's, mm -hmm. you know, um, I took a trip to Mayo Clinic last week, actually. Um, and so my employer was really great about that. And which is good because it's like I'm going to be able to hopefully you'll have a healthy employee and I <laughs> won't have to leave and go anywhere anymore. Um, and my Mayo Clinic experience was really great. I go back in a month. Um, but just, you know, looking at all options, always searching for what the best healthcare plan is and hopefully finding the right things and getting a plan that's like tailored to me. So why the Mayo Clinic? So Mayo Clinic is, you know, kind of top of their game for everything all the time. Um, and I've had a lot of people say that it saved their life. Mm -hmm. And I had thought about it before in the past and... But it was always kind of like there was always kind of a quick fix to get me back on track. And I'm running out of those options now. And I thought I'm at a point where I feel good enough to go ahead and make the trip. It's about five hours. Um, and luckily, you know, with my job, I was able to have that time off to go up there. So I thought, let's go up there. If nothing else, it's a second opinion, you know, mm -hmm. peace of mind. And sure. so um, I think that's really good to have because sometimes you can even, you know, you can love your GI like you can think your doctors are great but I think a lot of time there's still something in the back of your mind that's like is this everything that could be done for me especially sure. if you you know if you're not in remission at the time mm -hmm. so does this um put you into the hospital a lot um no not really so I have only been in the hospital for colitis since um when I was very first diagnosed okay and at that time, it was like about three days, and then they sent me home. Um, then I had to go back, and then it was like four more days, and then they found out it was ulcerative colitis. Um, so unfortunately, I've been in the hospital since then, but not actually for colitis. Okay. Um, now, the last time I was in the hospital ended up being for a blood clot. While I was in the hospital, I ended up either from just the hospital stay itself or the antibiotics they gave me, I got C. diff. Um, which is a bacteria, and it was awful. That was probably just as worse, um, or just as bad, as when I was first diagnosed with ulcerative colitis. And I was sick for me about four to six weeks with wow. that. Um, during that time, I was able to work from home a little bit, but there were days where I was just so sick that I couldn't even work from home. Um, 
So luckily, if I didn't have the option to work from home, I probably would have been on short-term disability at that time. Mm -hmm. And I know a lot of people with Crohn's and colitis are more likely to end up getting C. diff or get it multiple times. Okay. Um, but I do know there's other people that often do have to go to the hospital mm -hmm. for certain things. Um, like I said, luckily, I have not been one of them. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, it's definitely something where it could keep people hospitalized or every so often they're going back in. So we have just a little under a minute left. Um, what would you want people to know about uh, the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation? Um, I think just that it's, you know, an amazing foundation to bring everybody together that has Crohn's and colitis and let everybody know that they are not alone and create that awareness, letting people know that, you know, it can't be cured. Um, it's autoimmune and, you know, if somebody has it, don't just blow it off, you know, it's, mm -hmm. and they can, you know, sit here, look just fine. They also, they call it an invisible disease because you can't always see what's going on in the inside. Um, so I guess just try to be understanding of people that say that they have it. And really that kind of applies to any issue that somebody mm -hmm. may have. But yeah, I think the biggest part of the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation is just bringing people together, yeah. um, knowing that they're not alone in this battle. So when's the walk again? June 22nd. At what time? Um, registration starts at 9, and then um, walk act, the walk will start at 10, kind of walk activities, opening speech. But during that time, you can look at silent auction items and the kids' activities, so it's not like you know, you're just sitting there waiting around for an hour. Awesome. Thank you so much. So what's the location? Remind us of that, too. Peoria, Notre Dame. It'll be Peoria, on the track. Peoria, Notre Dame. Yep. Awesome. Uh, we're here with Nikki Wilder of Crohn's and Colitis Foundation and um, talking about the great things that you guys do. Uh, visit us on YouTube, Facebook, uh, i3 Broadband Channel 17, uh, and a myriad of other places that you can find <laughs> us throughout. Uh, make sure you go to YouTube and follow us there. We greatly appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, guys. PeoriaLife.com.